0: W H H H F M FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96 one, one, two, two, three, 3. Hold up.
1: And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, in the Hot 96, Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC studios on this Sunday morning, October 10th, 2021. We'll spend the majority of the show today talking about crime. It's been a while since we've spent um, some time talking about crime on this show. Uh, When we were on the air a week ago, we had hit the 200- mark the 200th homicide mark in Indianapolis this morning that number has continued to grow we've got two additional reports of homicides folks found dead in the city waking up this morning and so now we are at about 210 homicides on the 10th day of the 10th month of 2021 so the question is who is responsible for changing that not necessarily who's to blame or maybe it's maybe it is who is to blame but i don't necessarily want to have the conversation about um what do we do to you know to to change things i guess because we've had that but i guess the question this morning is whose responsibility is it to change things because we know things have to change right this is unacceptable the numbers that we are seeing In past years, we don't even get to 200, but the trend we are going, we are going to be well over 200 by the time 2021 comes to close because we've got two and three quarters of months left in this year. So this morning, the phone lines will be open to talk about who is it you're holding accountable uh, for the violent crime? Is it the people committing the crime in the streets? Or is it your elected leaders who some would say aren't doing enough to put this to an end? We will talk about all of that and so much more when we take your calls for the full hour on this crime focused edition of Open Lines. But you will be the guest this morning uh, when you start calling us at 317 239 9696. We'll do all that coming up here in a couple of minutes. But first, let's get you caught up on what's happening today in the news. An American Airlines flight that took off from Indianapolis had to make an emergency landing at New York's LaGuardia Airport last night. Police say Flight 4817 was evacuated in response to reports by passengers of a suspicious and erratic behavior by one of their fellow passengers. When the flight landed, they were ordered to evacuate right there on the tarmac. Everyone got off safely, but now police and the FAA are investigating the case of the suspicious passenger. In COVID news, more Indiana students have tested positive in the first two months of this school year for COVID than in all of last year. Data analyzed by an Indiana, Uni- in a, excuse me, Indiana University professor, Micah Polak, shows that since the beginning of the school year, nearly 33,000 Indiana children have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in Indiana's public schools. Now, of course, it is likely that this number is actually larger because there are still more than 400 Indiana schools that have not yet reported their COVID cases to the State Department of Health. People who are not vaccinated might end up paying more for their health insurance. As the pandemic continues, more employers and insurance companies are considering raising health insurance premiums for employees who choose not to get vaccinated. Starting in November, Delta Airlines will charge unvaccinated employees an extra $200 a month for the company's health medical plan, citing the high cost of COVID hospitalizations. A study by Fair Health says the average stay in the hospital due to COVID starts around $34,000 for people in their 20s to 30s. And for people 51 and over, that cost starts around $45,000. If you are a teacher, school bus driver, or anyone who works in education, listen up because McDonald's wants to say thank you. Participating locations will be giving out their free thank you meals for educators starting Monday and running through Friday. School staff will be eligible for a free breakfast, you just have to show your work ID, and in return you'll get a meal and a thank you note. McDonald's did this last year for first responders and reportedly served an estimated 12 million meals. And in the forecast it will feel like summer today with a good portion of the week feeling the same, today we'll see a high. Of 84 degrees. And then the nice weather looks like it will return on Monday. Right now, it is 68 degrees in Indy. All right, give me a call. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. It is 8.07. And the phone lines are open. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. The crime issue here in Indianapolis uh, has made national headlines. We're seeing headlines every day uh, from people who have, uh, about people who have been shot. Then we're hearing the stories from their loved ones about trying to solve the the mystery and the crime of of what happened to them. This is happening on a daily basis. Just this morning, um, we're seeing headlines of a woman shot on the near east side and has died this morning at the hospital last night 10:53, one person dead after a shooting on indy's east side you know the thing about this is it's happening on every side of town no side of town is immune no side of town is better than the other it happens more frequently on some sides of town than in others but It doesn't necessarily mean that um, it won't happen in your backyard. It won't happen on your side of the city or even just outside of the city. The streets don't matter. The the city lines don't matter. So who is, who do you hold accountable is the question this morning. Are you uh, holding accountable the people who are in the streets committing these crimes or are you looking at the person who is running the city or a police department or the jail or some elected official? Not not anyone in particular, but is there is that along the lines of the person that you're looking for? And I'm bringing this up because in a year from now, we'll be having a deep conversation um, about the next mayoral election. And uh, and crime is going to be what, uh, is, is going to be the hot topic. And I'm going to be the next mayor to change this. You'll remember uh, Joe Hogsett, uh, when he was running years back, he came off from being um, a a career in prosecution. And he said that he would be the public safety mayor. I've asked him previously in interviews, you know, who, who, who do we hold accountable for this? And he says the buck stops with him. But at the same time, Joe Hogsett isn't the one who's committing these crimes. It's the folks out on the street. So I don't know. You can't necessarily, or or can you? That's the question this morning. Do you blame Joe Hogsett for the crimes that are being committed, and and his fellow elected officials of both parties of multiple offices, whether it's the state house or the city county building, or are you blaming the folks out on the street? And then after that, if you if they can't, you can't stop a crime that's already happened. You can't take. You can't prevent. The, the, the death of the woman who I just told you about from this morning. But what about the next one? Maybe that's the question. How do you prevent the next ones? 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the conversation we'll have here this morning. The phone lines are already on fire. Let's go to the phone lines and just talk to you this morning about what's happening in our city as we are now well over 200 homicides in this city, I believe this morning might have been number 210, if not 212. That's just in a week. A three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
2: Morning, Cameron. You know, you'll see who's operating this whole thing. You know, that was the program on Legally Speaking
1: mm-hmm. uh, just
2: yesterday with Nate Lee. Now, that's one of the problems right now because he's out there. Representing black people. He claims to be representing making unauthorized appearances and slandering us and uh driving us to m- be more marginalized so we can't get jobs. So that's part of the driving. And then just look at Lilly Endowments, uh, enhanced opportunities in Indianapolis. Look at the grant listings. See these color groups, are, are, are front color groups who have received grants from Lilly, okay? Then look at the Urban League. See who the principals are in these cases and the principles of these groups who have gotten grants. They only get the grants because I looked at the con- the uh, contract. You know, grants are contracts, right, uh, Cameron? Mm-hmm. Now, I looked at the, you can could- see online, you can look at the contract for this $100 million grant that uh, Urban League is getting, and it's really draconian. You look at some of the sections in that, and basically what it is is to re, re- uh, get that money back, for Louis to get the money back, when they go out here and tell our kids that they need to be on don't, so Lily can step in through a set of intermediaries and get all that money back and whereby uh, not pay their fair share of taxes. So uh, we need to look at ourselves because everything I've talked about is actually being conducted by black people. And it seems to me, Cameron, at the top of our food chain, these uh, people that are in political, political offices and so forth are only using us. They're using us to get money off our pain and suffering and to uh, to uh, slander us and do everything else they can do to us. Also, another place we need to look to is the Metropolitan Development Board. I've been at their committee meetings for many years. All they're doing is engineering a situation of enslavement of their own people, and uh, they're disposing. You look downtown, all those people who are downtown, that's the Metropolitan Development Board, CHIPS. That's that's, uh, part of the Metropolitan Development Board where they're uh, taking our people and herding them into situations where they're gonna end up dead this winter. Also look uh, look at public safety. Look at public safety. They transferred their mission to a public health organization. That's criminal. They're criminalizing their diseases and so forth. So what they do is is they use our whole budget for public safety to buy those. So it's turning into a Gavin. If you look into it, you're a reporter, just get those two items I told you. the enhanced opportunities uh, for Indianapolis, the Leyland and Dom Incorporated, and the National Urban League uh, was published on uh, Wednesday august the uh, 5th 2020 now this details what their mission is what this grant's all about it also shows the contract shows what they have to do to get that money and i tell you it's not any good for the black community so tony mason and them people ought to stand up he needs to bring marshawn back in in your office uh cameron and explain why he's doing this to the black community i mean we're going down fast cameron And we're being drawn down by our own people. Even John Bartlett, who's over there, uh, he talks about human trafficking all the time. Now he's doing it. So uh, we just need to look inward our own community and the people who have been paid to come out here, collect derogatory information on our people, and destroy us here in this city as a laboratory. So uh, thanks, Kevin.
1: All right. Thank you for the call, Larry. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Having a conversation this morning about the crime in our city and who are you holding responsible for the crimes? Is it the people on the street? Or is it the people who are in power and elected to... Uh, keep the city safe uh, 317-239-9696 this city now uh, well over 200 homicides and there are still about three months left to go in 2021 it no doubt and already is a record-breaking year for homicides in Indianapolis so what do you think about it 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 caller on line two good morning who's this hey Cam hey good morning
3: Hey, Larry almost got me off my game. Um,
1: (laughs) Don't take the (laughs) bait. Don't take the (laughs) bait.
3: Um, So what what I got right now is that you got to look at parents. It starts from the bottom. You know what I mean? You got you got to look at the parents. You got to look at what's going on and what efforts are they putting into their children as well. And if we're just talking about our community, our community is also responsible. But I mean, if we want to do the blame game, I mean, you can look at politics, but politics is not always in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They can infiltrate, but they're not everything so we we can't point the fingers at everybody who's trying to be accountable and do their job. We got to look at the individuals as well. Um uh, we look at programs in the city. We we have plenty. You just have to get involved. Um people can't can't be lazy. So you you got to look at yourself in the mirror. You got to look at your children and and have something have a plan for them in this city. So it it doesn't come straight from politics, Cameron. It it comes from the home first and then we shoot out into this community and we can either make it great or make it worse. Uh we look at at, at what you want to call um leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh we we got uh the coalitions, we have uh small programs within the inner cities. Um yes, the murders are still going on, but we also have to look at who who's doing this and, and where is it coming from. So that that's all I got, Cam.
1: All right, hey, who was this? This is Fred. Fred, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate you. All right, bro. All right, 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Still on the phones. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this?
4: Hey, this is Jerome Shively Bone.
1: Good morning, sir. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, thank you for the opportunity you give us on Sunday mornings to express whatever on this platform. Absolutely. Uh, open line. And in hopes of making Indianapolis a better place to live and raise our kids. Now the brother before me, Fred, ah, uh, he hit it. It starts in the house. If your household, that's your ship. If your household ain't right, the 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 tree, the fruit falls from the tree. Okay, we got two hundred and ten plus and county. Actually, Cameron, the lines are blurred on both sides mm-hmm. and finding a solution because no one could get inside another person's head right. in the heat of the heat. Right. When the atmosphere is basically bad intentions on steroids mm-hmm. in between COVID and a pandemic, that's the proverbial rock and hard place,
5: mm-hmm.
4: which turns to payback multiplied by a thousand. Somebody going to die you know we're dealing with man, a mindset shifts as a solution to crime fighting you have to introduce uh cha- uh a change of, of lives in order to save lives you in order you have to uh, have science and technology as a deterrent in moving forward to save lives with various programs license plate readers more cameras, gunshot spotters, uh, more police to possibly break that cycle, you know. And before you let me go, I would like to pay homage to a bright light and beautiful queen known as Vicky Buchanan. Yes, sir. Who passed on Monday, October the 4th, a legendary female disc jockey. She brought the heat. Gave the business was truly about her work. You know, my condolences to her and her family. Uh, RIP, rest in power, queen. You know, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my mother, Rosalie Shadley. That's where I got my game from. She passed in December 20th of 1999. She won the WTLC Osborne Sanders Award for Outstanding Community Service. I got it hanging in my, uh, uh, on my wall in my living room which goes to show WTLC was ahead of the curve 32 years ago uh, uh, when y'all was on Villa uh, bringing that heat that people should know and one more shout out to my third wife of 24 years, the late Carolyn Shively, who passed in November 4th, 2017. She worked the front desk at the Hyatt Regency. She was my ride or die. Rest in power, Queen. I'm missing you. And and one last thing. Uh, uh, the struggle is real, Cameron. Get that COVID shot. I yes, Get a sir. prostate uh, a screen yesterday. I'm a 10-year cancer survivor. I'm out of the penitentiary 26 years, and I do give back. All glory to God. Stay woke. Let's get it. One
1: love, peace, drone. All right. I love your shout-outs, man. Have a good day.
4: All right. Thank you,
1: Cameron. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. We're talking about crime this morning. It's really an open line show, but the focus uh, is on the crime. As we are approaching, uh, well, we've crossed 210 homicides here in the city uh, in October, with two and three-quarter months left to go in 2021. So the question this morning is, Who do you hold accountable for it? And coming up here in a few minutes, I'll share a story about uh, what some of our city leaders are trying to do about it and solutions that they are trying uh, to come up with and technology that they're trying to help uh, with those solutions to our problem. We'll we'll let you hear some of that coming up here in a a few moments. But uh, first, still talking to you on the phone lines at 317-239-9696. Who's to blame? Is it the people in the streets or is it the elected officials who some say aren't doing enough, or uh, aren't doing the, aren't asking the right people? What do you think? Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
6: Hey, how you doing, Cameron? good morning.
1: Hey, buddy. good to hear from you, man. I ain't yeah. talked
6: to you, you in a while. Good? Yeah, I've been coaching on the weekends and uh, doing, working on the weekends, helping out in this pandemic. You know, it's, it's, it's been something. So uh, um, I'll, I'll probably brief. I know you're going to break pretty soon, but I just want to say that uh, uh, I reopened a book I read when it first came out and had to relayer my brain, and that was The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. People who don't know about Michelle Alexander real fast, she was the the former director of the Civil Rights Division of the ACLU. Her husband's a federal prosecutor, and Michelle, being an attorney, Michelle, they were well-to-do. She had pretty different beliefs about crime and criminals up until she saw some things in Oakland and California that got her to see uh, a different view and then that inspired her to write that book. If you haven't read The New Jim Crow, people, please go get the book. Read that book. There are a myriad of factors involved in why we're at this situation today. In 1982, or three before Ronald Reagan declared the war on drugs, there were uh, 300,000 people incarcerated. Uh, at this moment now, you have almost three million people incarcerated. Most of that is because of war on drugs, which has failed. They've been admitted to fail. We've known it failed. Okay, period. Uh, you know, crack cocaine being introduced. She covers that being into the into the neighborhoods into the cities. That is a product. We know the CIA worked. The government worked with uh the contra sentences and everyone else who bring those drugs in. So that is an issue for the government. That is something the government has to take take responsibility for opening that pipeline for drugs to come right on in. Go watch the movie Panther, that's based in nineteen in the in nineteen sixties when Mario Van Peebles uh, made that talks about when they dealt with the mob in the CIA when drugs first hit open. So the government has a role in that. Home Yes, people need to do a little bit better. I, I'm always out. Like I said, I coach. I'm in the parks and out and about. And so I, I see the children. And I, I see some lack of, I would say, uh, uh, maybe uh, tightening up the reins sometimes. But that's not 100%. I've done counseling in the prison. The gentleman just said he was out 26 years. Well, he can say that. There are people in prison that came from two-parent homes and they had mothers and fathers and who tries to do the best thing for them. Okay, so once, once... Once people get to a, de- a, a, a situation where they make bad decisions, then they got to pay a price. But the environment, the mm-hmm. environment is not conducive to growth and development right now. She covers that a lot.
1: So, uh, so economics so let, so is me, a lot.
6: Real, real, real quick, I'm, I'm going to give you the solution. Okay. Now, I read the New York Times the other day, article last night, uh, Friday night, the New York Times, where... One person. I sent it to Pastor James Jackson. And I sent it to Charles Harrison, and it's on Community Connections Twitter page. I sent it to talking about cleaning up the neighborhood, how clean, just getting rid of abandoned homes, putting green space in, and getting rid of uh, dilapidated buildings cut crime 26 to 30 percent in various cities just by cleaning up the neighborhoods because that took away ability uh, areas for for uh, uh, people to sit or loiter or maybe foster that environment to where things may happen. Uh we gotta do something about you're never gonna get anything on guns, so we might as well forget about that. That's not gonna happen. But we can do something about these drugs. I just was doing some testing at a treatment center the last couple of weeks. Well not big name treatment center in the city here and the drug problem is a big problem. The opioids, methadone, fentanyl it is a humongous, humongous problem, humongous problem. Mm-hmm. And this is what hurts me the most so I let you go. I was reading a a, a Johns Hopkins report the other day from a doctor. We've had a the, we've had eight thousand nine hundred and something black people killed in the last year. Mm-hmm. Last year alone, we had more black men die of non-COVID related deaths. Hear me again, Pete. Black more black men died last year of non-COVID related deaths. Than any time in the history of this country. So it's a myriad of issues to help. The brothers talked about getting the process clean, the health and check like that. But I just think we probably can get more people to just sit back and probably be able to just talk to one another. Can we just talk, Cameron? We? If we could talk to one another and not at each other and talk to one another and be each other's brothers and sisters' keepers and help to raise these children to be better people, then I think those solutions probably would help, but the government is not off the hook because we have the facts. They flooded these neighborhoods with these drugs, and they created this lack and economic despair environment that's there, and they have to shoulder that part of the blame there. So
1: that's let me the, so let me just bef- before yeah, you, I wanted yeah, to, I wanted to talk to you before you go. Um, just an example, you know, I, there's been a a woman found dead here this morning. Uh, somebody shot and killed last night. Who, and I'm asking because you you had posted on Twitter, um, and I know it wasn't di- directly at me or anything, but you had posted about, you know, you want people to ask hard questions to these elected officials about right. the things that are happening, and you want tough questions to be asked. So if if I were to do that for you, is is am, am I doing it the right way by asking the elected official, well, why did this woman get shot, why did this guy die last night, or should I be— is that directing the focus at the wrong place? Is it the the fault of the people who committed the crime is the question.
6: Well well, going back to what Michelle was talking about, the only thing we can hold the elected officials accountable for is policy and improvement. Okay. So in the economic realm, we're not seeing economics being driven. Look at Monica King from thirty from thirty from fifth on down to twenty to first street. There's no development still there right there. You got the bodega that I saw Mr. Edmund Chappelle in the other day and had an a, 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 a outstanding conversation with her for about 35 minutes. But we don't see any development there. 10th Street, you see a little bit here. You don't see East. You've seen some West. You're not seeing any. So for the elected politicians, Maggie little Suzanne, a couple weeks ago. Guy called him, trying to ask tough questions. Tina put them all, And it's like it's touchy-feely with them all the time. We don't want to offend them. No. They're responsible for the economics, and they're responsible for for the the, the the dispensation of law. So we have not seen large-scale busts. Why are we not hearing that these pipelines are being shut down that are bringing these drugs into these neighborhoods? That's a that's a function of the government, those people who are in charge, who put you in charge. We should be seeing more planes and more truckloads being caught. We should not be seeing these large-scale amounts of drugs still lingering in these neighborhoods this long after Ronald Reagan declared war on drugs. So that is their function. When it comes to individual choice, then they're gonna to have to pay the price for the decision after they made it. But if it's if it's issues before they've made those choices, did someone in the home talk to them? Did a team So to you talk to them? so you to...
1: wanna to see additional resources and police and you wanna see uh maybe the feds brought in to help crack down I, on I, some I of want this.
6: to see I want to see – I don't want to see more police. I want to see a redistribution of police to that top-down approach that my old classmate, uh, the old Chief uh, Height, talked about when I talked to him. Chief, when he was in Baltimore, they said they approached the drug interdiction from the top down. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any effort from bottom up. You've got to approach from the top down. And we're not seeing the top down. We're not seeing the top people getting hit. And that's the way he say he approached you when he was in Baltimore, and that's why they were successful there, and that's why he was brought here, and that's also the reason he wasn't kept. And I also but just want to—I want to
1: point out that you've also said um, that yes, while you you want to see more police, but you're all, always one of the first to say um, that you're concerned that they'll be focused on the wrong thing—people who are who might not be doing exactly right, but you know they're just dr- driving fast or something. When you want them in here to specifically. Uh, focus on the, the drug problem, the crime problem, the homicide problem?
6: Well, I don't want to see more police. Let me clear that up again. We've got enough as it is. There's almost 1,700 police driving around. We don't need more police. We need a better focus. And also, in other cities, they've gotten away from trafficking force. They're using cameras, and they're using red light cameras. Chicago, that's all they do is use red light cameras for trafficking force. You don't need a police for trafficking force. That's a misdemeanor crime. Whatever it is, if someone is going up for a felony or something like that and they pop up on the lights plate like the gentleman talked about to read it, it's a different story. But most, most traffic enforcement is, is – didn't is, 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 even misdemeanor. It's an infraction, either whether it's a ticket or a red light or something like that. So they don't need to be wasting their time with that. They need to be trying to find out these roots of guns and drugs and then from the politician standpoint to come into the neighborhoods for real. To support our programs, I helped Coach Baseball Riverside. We are talking yesterday with the coach about getting uniforms. We don't have it. I'm going to call a couple pro athletes I know to get the uniforms. But we're not getting any money from, from, from the city. I don't know where that money is going. Coach Roman said he don't know where it's going. So – that's what their response is for. But as far as the police are concerned, they can take them out of traffic and force. So well, you are terrible.
1: setting us up for our uh, next part of the discussion. And it's exactly that the new technology they are okay. using. The right, music is you. playing, so we got to go. I'll to talk to you, sir. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. But if you are uh, still trying to call in, keep calling 317 239 9696. If you got your phone up and you can hear me through your phone, that means you are the next three people. Uh, that we will hear from on the air this morning. So don't hang up, because when we come back from our commercial break, we'll be talking to you. And as I said, MOTEP just kind of set us up for uh, a look at what the city is doing and what the police are doing with technology, with new cameras, with license plates, readers, uh, so they can redistribute their human forces because they've got technology to help fill in some of the gaps. Uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll hear from some folks in, in a story. Who want to see that? Uh, More from you coming up when Open Lines continues on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC.
0: We want to hear from you. Your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3.
1: And we are back on Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Little. It is 839 on the 10th day of October. And we're continuing our conversation this morning here on Open Lines about the crime that is happening in our city. Um, While we're in the middle of the show, I just want to quickly remind folks that as we get into the colder uh, season, uh, our our COVID cases continue to go up with these crimes. The the two C's. are not uh, slowing down this time of year. And so while we're talking about crime, I would be remiss if I reminded you, um, if I did not remind you, to be mindful about COVID. Um, and if you're, if you're vaccinated, great. If you're not vaccinated, please be careful. Um, I now know two people directly, direct links to me who have died of COVID. And one of them uh, was a relative who died earlier this year, but then just this week I lost a coworker um, who I drive school buses with, uh, Ms. Judy Dixon died, uh, of COVID this week. Um, her bus, she parks four over from me. She drives 1365. I drive 1369. So every day she's the first person I see and say good morning to, and she's not there. Uh, after 40 years of working at the exact same place, she was one of the drivers who brought the kids down from Brightwood for a long time, took them down to Perry high, uh, She came to work every day, um, but she's no longer with us because of COVID. And unfortunately, her family says she wasn't vaccinated. That being said, um, please be careful out there. Wear your mask. Be socially distant. This Delta variant is serious. We're seeing uh, I've got I know more people this time around who have COVID like direct links to me who have COVID people I work with in a lot of cases um, that have COVID this time compared to this time last year when we were in that first year of the pandemic. So I'm, I'm stopping just for a second to remind y'all that this is serious and people are getting sick. Uh, I know several young people who are in their 20s and 30s and with some of the ones talking all that trash that, oh, if I got it, I'll be fine. And they're like, yo this is not nothing to play with they have you know i i I like to text check in on people like hey how you doing we haven't forgot about you and they're like i literally thought i was about to die sitting here at the house this is this this is not nothing to play with so with that said please be careful out there consider getting vaccinated and if you're like me now i'm even starting to do a little research and see what the boosters are about because i got an alert saying hey you work uh, around children, you're now eligible for a booster. So even something that I'm looking at and considering. So uh, please be careful and be mindful of what's going on out there in this world uh, with COVID. And while that's happening, we can't forget about what's happening with crime. We've got callers on the phone to continue our conversation about the crime we're having here this morning. Um, But before we go to that, I want to uh, play a story about what city leaders are doing um, to help combat this crime, they're bringing in some technology. They've unveiled a plan to upgrade IMPD's, IMPD's technology to combat the violent crime. You heard M.O.Tep talk before the break about um, using more cameras and traffic cameras and license plate readers. That's exactly what Indianapolis is now about to do. They just announced it on Friday. And I'm going to play a story from Fox 59's Jesse Wells, who covered it and got reaction uh, and a closer look. AT WHAT THIS IS GOING TO MEAN FOR ALL OF US.
0: THE TECHNOLOGY UPGRADES ANNOUNCED HERE AT IMPD'S EAST DISTRICT HEADQUARTERS WILL COST $9 MILLION OVER THE NEXT THREE YEARS AND BE PAID FOR BY THE AMERICAN RESCUE PLAN ACT. THE OBVIOUS GOAL IS TO REDUCE VIOLENCE ACROSS THE CITY. A DEADLY SHOOTING THURSDAY NIGHT ON EUGENE STREET MARKED THE 208th HOMICIDE OF THE YEAR, A RECORD-BREAKING MURDER PACE THE MAYOR HOPES TO CHANGE BY MODERNIZING IMPD.
6: SUCH AN UNPRECEDENTED TIME CALLS FOR AN UNPRECEDENTED
0: RESPONSE. The mayor's plan is to add hundreds of additional license plate readers and public safety cameras in high crime and heavily traveled areas to help officers solve and prevent crimes. It's a force multiplier. There's only so many cops in the city. Some people say, in some studies, that one camera in the neighborhood can replace four officers because it's always there. It's always watching something. Right now, IMPD has eight mobile license plate readers as well as nearly two dozen stationary units like this one here on East. 10th Street the city also has nearly 200 public safety cameras like this one along 38th Street although right now the locations for all the new cameras has not yet been decided
2: these tools will bring down crime in Indianapolis in our communities and that's what we're looking for
0: the police chief also plans to implement a pilot program for a gunfire detection system That will alert officers to the sound of shots fired so that it can lead to a rapid response. That system will be tested over four to five square miles, but can be expanded if it proves successful. Will it prevent crime? It will through intervention. Will it stop all crime? No. But it will play a key factor. In addition to technology, millions more will be spent on community anti violence groups, expanded mental health resources, and adding officers to IMPD. Jesse Wells, Fox 59 News.
1: All right, and so you heard it right there. That technology is coming uh, to Indianapolis with more uh, license plate readers and traffic cameras. Uh, The traffic cameras can replace, can do the job of four traffic officers. So now those officers who weren't looking at traffic or if they were looking at traffic, they can be sent somewhere else to uh, combat some of this violent crime and and be faster response when someone does call nine one one for a violent crime or can be on patrol to help deter the violent crime. So that is what the city is doing. That's their very latest and greatest effort just this week announced what they're trying to do, what else they're going to throw at it, uh, thanks to the money coming from the uh, federal government. So now let's go back to you at the phones, 317-239-9696. You you can't say that they're not doing anything, uh, but are they to blame? Or is it the people on the streets to blame? Uh, Who are we holding accountable for this so that once it's election time, um, when the politicians are running, we know what the people really care about because we heard about it first and we're not hearing them tell us what people care about, if you follow what I'm saying. Let's go back to the phone lines. I want to thank you guys for being patient. who have been on the phone for quite some time. Uh, let's hear what you have to say online, too. Good morning. Who's this?
7: Hi, yes. My name is uh, Debbie.
1: Debbie, good morning.
7: Good morning. I was calling. My nephew was killed August the 18th.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. And I
7: feel like nobody cares. He was like the 196, I think.
1: Mm.
7: He was killed on 35th and Clifton.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: My nephew had mental illness mental illness, and also he had an addiction. He was addicted to um, Katie. He received Social Security a month, which was only $808 a month. So come to find out, they keep saying it was a mistaken identity, or he was killed anywhere, or, or they killed him because he owed anywhere between 20 20- Can you turn your radio down
1: in the background for me?
7: Okay. Or Either he owed anywhere between 20 to $60. dollars hmm they shot my nephew down like a dog, and I don't blame the police because I know the police are working hard trying to solve all this, all these murders. A lot of it is black on black crime. Mm-hmm. But um, here's my question: um, My family offered a five thousand dollar reward. I've called Crime Stoppers. I've called the detectives. Crime Stoppers want to help me. That you tell me that they cannot put our money because uh, they would get a whole bunch of friends calls. But nobody's telling me where to go where we get up in the room. Um, they gave me they keep giving me numbers now. It's okay when they want us to come out and vote. You know, the mayor, the governor, everybody put out and vote, you tell other people to go vote. On you know, this tab, you to call those numbers downtown. Nobody calling you back. They they call you back, but they really don't have no information. But I just need stuff where I can try to get my nephew on, um, you know, Crime Stoppers, where somebody can see his pictures. I was even told that um, Crime Stoppers can put out photos and stuff on the on the uh, poles out the area. But um, you can't reach them. I even tell you how to do that. You know, I've been calling the calling, calling. I don't know what else to do. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, uh, so t- i t- t- tell you what. Tell you what. All right, so here's what we'll do. And I can't guarantee that, that anything will get done, but I can help put you in touch with the right person if you send me an email.
7: Okay, let me write you. I don't know your email.
1: It is C R I. Wait
7: a d- minute, hold on. Okay. Wait a minute, because I won't expect you to do
1: that. Hold on. And we we feel the pain in your voice, uh, and I know I know everybody else does, so we're sorry, Um for your loss and... and... I
7: know, but it's just, it's just so difficult, you know, when you keep calling, you trying to help and you trying to give some kind of money to where people were calling you know, leading up to the arrest, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but, and you keep calling the police station with the eclectic. I mean, you, everywhere I call, nobody, nobody said help. I was even trying to get Russ McQueen. And I'm not savvy with the computer. So I don't know how to see an email about, you know, if I can
1: get my call. Uh, well, take, take my email. I'll put you in touch with the right person at Crime Stoppers, and I'll even put you in touch with Russ.
7: Okay, I'm ready.
1: All right, my email is C-R-I-D-L-E.
7: You say D-L-E?
1: Yes, ma'am. There's one D in Riddle. Don't put two.
7: C-R-I-D-L-E
1: At radio with the hyphen sign O-N-E dot com. O-N-E dot com. Have your granddaughter uh, or somebody email me and I'll I'll put you in touch with with the right people and they can take them from there. I don't know what will happen after that, but I can at least send you in the right direction. Okay, I'm
7: going to repeat this for you before I hang up. C-R-I-D-L-E at radio, no,
1: R A D I O N I O dash O N E. Okay. Radio hyphen one dot com.
7: Okay. Okay. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you. Good luck to you. Thank you. Bye bye. 317 239 9696. I got about 10 minutes left in the show. Still continuing this conversation. And we still have people who are calling and want to get in. And, um, and people who are on the line, by the way, that email is open to all of you. Anytime you need something, question, something going on in the community, something you want us to know, send me an email, C-R-I-D-L-E at radio com. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this?
8: Hey, this is Rick.
1: Rick, good morning. You're live on the air.
8: Yeah, good morning, Cameron. Um, I just want to say something. I'm going to say it real briefly. I mean, the problem we have with these 210 murders is not a mayor problem. It's not a police problem.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: It's actually a people problem. I mean, this country, Um, if you go back to the Old Testament of the Bible, the Bible talks about us living in perilous times, seeing things happen that we've never seen before, things going on that has never happened before. So there's no remedy or no, uh, you know, nothing's going to help this issue. I mean, it's it's already written. This is going to happen. It's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. So basically, all we can do as people is to stay prayed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's all we can do, because, you know, when God says something, he's fed up. He's fed up. Right now, he's just holding back the fire. Why he ain't unleashed it, I don't know. But that's with him. But that's that's the problem right there. We just, we, you know, America's just doomed. There's a lot of blood on America's hands. God's displeased. So when he's displeased, what does he do? You do the same thing you did before, but only this time it'll be fire and brimstone. But that's all I got.
1: All right, appreciate the call. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey Hey. How's you're, going? Good, you're live on the air, who's this?
9: Uh mayhem, praise the Lord to the last caller. That's why I don't go to church. You preach um teaching stuff out of context and um making God sound like he's one of us. That um ain't nothing he can do, ain't nothing we can do. That's just sad. Uh, I want to tell you the problem is is wrong information like the last caller, religious people uh, kill Christ. Um, we gotta take this case on case basis. Uh, I heard somebody bring up Chief Hype's name. I really laughed.
5: Mm-hmm. We
9: wanna we wanna be like Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is the worst city in the nation. We want we want oh, keep
1: Baltimore? going. You're there. Go ahead.
9: Yeah, we we wanna be like Baltimore. The spot shatter thing don't mm-hmm. work. Um, everything that Chief High when Chief Height came down here, it seemed like drugs got worse. Fit, fit and all was introduced to us. I wonder why. Um, when we look at the situation, how all the dope and all the guns, well, I'm not i going to put the guns in it. How all the dope was getting into the inner city, we got to look at it. It's coming, it's coming off the highway. Why is that? Um, make a long story short, um, your city's out of control. Your leader's out of control. As Steve Copley told us a long time ago, the circle, in the circle, uh, that's the problem. Media, politician, and us. um, And when you look at a lot of these shootings, uh, especially um, not too long ago, one of your, um, I forgot his name, his niece got killed. Uh, We can, um, a lot of us are getting killed by people we know. Um, It's a different culture, these soft cats killing these women. I just don't understand why we're not doing anything about it. We know these cats are putting their hands on these women, smacking them up, and then we got callers talking about it and nothing. We can do about it. Why is it that you cannot do anything about a cat smacking your sister, smacking your niece? We we got to stop that. Uh, like I said, we got to take a case on case basis of uh, this fentanyl. We we didn't um lace uh, we didn't uh, introduce fentanyl lacing it to weed this and that. It, it's just it's. It's a lot of us are caught up. We like rats in a trap. And when you go back and try to break down what Larry's saying, try to break it down. I know he said it in a way that y'all tired, y'all don't understand, but he he, he is right. Um, in some of your counselors, when 59 went to go talk to them about their neighborhood, they got mad at 59 and said they weren't doing interviews anymore. Why is that? If you're living in a neighborhood and your neighborhood is the worst in the city, in the state, uh we need to hear from you. You're right in the middle of the worst zip code four six two one eight in the nation. Why are you not saying anything? Uh majority of your death and your fitna killings and everything of uh, shooters are in four six two one eight. Why he's not saying anything? Why we can't get Duke Oliver on here to talk about policy and change in the neighborhood? Why we keep voting Duke Oliver in here? I just understand. We got more black leaders but the killing keep on going up. And then you got people talking about, well, don't blame politicians. Um, the policies and the uh, what's going on in, in your in, in your neighborhood and these killings, it's the killings are not by strangers. The killings are are people inside your house.
1: So let so me ask, <clears throat> let, let me yes. ask let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of folks, you know, if we have this conversation, just me and you out on the street or whoever it is, a lot of people will say we need more police over here in this in 46218 or whatever it is but at the same time you have uh, politicians who are actually a little bit hesitant to do that because of the social uh, justice movement that we have saw over the past year with people asking for police reform and police not to be so much uh, in the community and so I can tell you that these politicians and whatnot they're like we'd love to send more police over there but you know, the people who are making the loudest noise right now are saying they don't want more police. So they're caught in this spot of they know, you know, what people are telling them. Um, just like you said, hey, four, six, two, one, eight, a hot spot. But then you have some people who are saying we don't need any more police. That's not the way to do it. So that's the the, the spot that they're in right now. So my question to you is, what would you like? Are do you are you one of the people who are saying, hey, we need more police over here? Um, so do what you got to do because it's out of control. Or are you coming from the boat of we need police reform and need to do things differently? That's 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 the hesitation right now.
9: Well, I mean it's kind of a trick bag because exactly. when you look at when you look at four six two one eight, the police station is right right there at Washington Park, mm-hmm. and that's the work and that's where all the killings and all the drugs is at. So I don't understand where when uh, where do they go mm-hmm. because um, I notice. Ever since that uh, happened downtown, the police is mad, and they're saying, well, uh, they want police reform. Uh, I don't know what the deal is because all your police are out on Rockville, out your way, and out on Shadeland. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know where the police are at because we, we don't see the police. I don't need the police. Maybe other people need the police, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go this way. Um, your city is out of control. We need more than the police. Your mayor needs to be recalled, and we need the Army in. How you like that one? Okay. Have a good
1: one. All right. Hey, he, he said what I was looking for him to say. Because when I hear talk to people, that's literally what they say. It's time to bring in some, some serious reinforcements. But nobody wants to have that conversation because that's an uncomfortable conversation, and it's directly opposite of what protesters are saying out in the streets. I would assume that if we stayed on the air for another hour— we could continue this conversation because the phone lines are still ringing, but we're out of time. And so what that means is we'll have to continue this conversation next Sunday, live at eight right here on these uh, same two radio stations in the great city of Indianapolis. Uh, with that said, we are out of time here at eight uh, 59. Please be careful. No matter if it's with COVID or with crime, we have an issue in this city with both of those. And so please be careful. If you're not vaccinated, Please consider getting vaccinated, remain socially distant um, and to wear a mask and on the crime. Please be careful. Please watch what it is that you do. um, Before you make a bad decision and change your life and somebody else's life. So with that said, that's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. We'll be back same time, same stations next Sunday, live at 8. If you can, do me a favor, pull out your phone, send me an email so I can know what's going on where you are. C-R-I-D-L-E at radio ecom And also while you got your phone out, follow me on all social media. You can send me a DM right there on Instagram, on Facebook, or on Twitter. It's at Cameron Riddle. Riddle has one D in it. Let's get in touch with each other. Let's continue to talk and have the conversation and we can even bring you on the air and let us so you can let everybody know what you're out there doing to make this city a better place. Coming up here on Hot ninety six three, it's your favorite music, and on W T L C, it's the Hour of Power with Al Sharpt. Have a good Sunday, a good week. We'll see you back here next Sunday live at eight.